Is This a Ghost is sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. If you're if you're gonna see a ghost, if you see a ghost, you're gonna want you're gonna want whiskey near next to you in your hand probably because mm-hmm. you're gonna want to forget that you saw that ghost as quickly and efficiently as possible. And I think Pickney Bend can help you do that. Um, what should we talk about tonight? Uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't come prepared for this. Do you think that's a problem? I did, yeah I, I didn't make any any ad notes. Um, I'm yeah. drinking the last of the of the stout of the stout cask. And I'm still so mad about oh that. Oh my god, it is it is so delightful. I got snubbed. It sneaks up on you. It just it's like a it's it's like it's like being suffocated. It's but like by uh by <laughs> <laughs> but in like the best Go way. Go on, say more on that. Yeah, no, no, it's uh-huh. it really is. It's like it's like being like somebody sneaking up behind you and just kinda, you know, putting a, a very nice pillow over your face and just kinda knocking you right out right there. Very warm. A little little ether mask. Yeah. Oh man. But it is an hmm. absolute joy. I have to assume they don't actually listen to this podcast because I have not yet gotten a phone call know, from right? a single person. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Pygmy Ben, the whiskey that is like being suffocated to death, but nicely. <laughs> go go find it and drink it at P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y-B-E-N-D dot com. Look. It's great. You 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 have no idea how nice it can be. They are to be suffocated. They are just lucky that we have spelled it consistently correct, or you have, every single time. So that's what they're paying for here. That may it may be the only reason <laughs> that we're still doing this. We are the only uh, the only people who make sure that you can get to the website where you can again be suffocated to death by a whiskey. Pinkney Ben people they, they cast a real wide net. They're like, okay, what podcast are we gonna do? We'll do like uh, some true crime stuff, some uh, dipshits that talk about ghosts, and then some uh, <laughs> Sunday football recaps, and we'll see who fucks it up first. Mm-hmm. And. And they said, uh, "Yeah, we'll have we'll have an intern listen to the ghost one." And the intern's like, "Fuck off! That's what I'm, take, I'm taking." Thank a nap. you, Jared, for never listening. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in the Pickney Bend distribution area, uh, which is mostly the Midwest, go check them out. And if you don't live in that area, if you live outside of the Midwest, then go to your bar or go to your liquor store and ask for Pickney Bend. And I tell you, you're not going to regret it because it's real good. And um, and just to be sure that everyone has heard it, it will it will suffocate you to sweet death. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick, for um, for that. If that goes on the label, they better send me another bottle. That's all I gotta say. Okay, so it's it's really sounding like we need to clap again. Is what it sounds. Oh like. yeah, that would be that yeah. would be ideal. <clears throat> All right, you do it this time. You let me know how it goes. Okay. All right. All right. One, two, three. Beautiful. Perfect. Uh, what? Why couldn't I hear your clap? I don't know. Were you not trying very hard? Do I have a clap? No, no, like your clap. My clap. I heard it was like right in my face. Yeah, but why does like, my? Cl- you didn't try to hear my clap. Yeah. Go again. Sure. I can't, I can't hear. <laughs> Really? Seriously. Well, the roadcaster is supposed to like take out noise, like loud bangs and noises. Okay, That's pretty so, extreme, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the bad news is, uh, it's gonna be pretty hard to find that clap on the track later on because. I mean, I have to assume that it's on my. Hold on, everyone, everyone, shut up. <laughs> yeah, it shows up on my end. I don't know. 
Maybe that's Zoom getting smart. I don't know. Could be. All right. Do, you have, <clears throat> do I have some sort of like obnoxious noise filter on? I, it can't because I can still hear you. So I don't know. Well, that's a hurtful thing to say. <laughs> okay. So clapping though for sound effect then is a no. From here on out, okay. um, it might not work. Can you hear this? Yep. Nothing. Nothing, huh? How do I make that work? Because that's fun. It's it's starting to really sound like you're a ghost. It's kind of a problem. <laughs> I've studied ghosts so much that I've become one. It's like those people who go, it's like mm-hmm. it's like Jane Goodall. Yeah. And Gorillas in the Mist. And she studied gorillas for so long that she basically became a gorilla. Is that how that movie goes? I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I didn't watch it all the way. I fell asleep before the ending, but I assume that's what happens if she becomes a gorilla at the end. Yeah, of it. I think so. But yeah, I'm, I'm just imagining you like walking around the basement, like dropping pots and pans. Like, why doesn't anyone hear me? <laughs> Aaron, why won't Patrick podcast with me anymore? <laughs> and she's just sobbing on the couch. Why are you always crying now? <laughs> uh, well, it's too bad you can't hear my sound effects because they're pretty good. Yeah. Chalk chalk going up to Zoom. No, I don't know. All right, well, fuck it. Nothing. I'll just have to make it with my mouth. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <clears throat> did you so hear that one? <laughs> I did. That one I got. Yeah. Okay, that, one, that one made it through the filter somehow. Great. All right, so note to self. All sound effects are Clayton made now. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So it's December 29th, 1970. What? Hmm? Oh, what? sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. I, was... I had a whole flow. <sighs> You're gonna say it's Christmas? Right. No, no, no. I know, I know. Because I, 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 I thought, I thought you said something different. Okay, go ahead. This is going great. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's December 29th, the year 1972. New Year's Eve. It's December 29th. <laughs> Eastern Airlines Flight 401 <laughs> took off from New York, from JFK Airport in New York, heading to Miami. Do you remember Eastern Airlines? Eastern, you're not just like generalizing. Like it's no, it's not Eastern like, well, Airlines. it is, no. they are, it, you know, New York's Miami yeah. is an Eastern. Yeah. As far as we're, you know, here from our Yeah, it's east of point. here. It's yeah. west of other places. But, That's true. Okay. But it's uh, this east- is a Midwest-centric podcast, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're... <laughs> They, but so yeah, it is Eastern of 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 us, but also mm-hmm. the the company was called Eastern Airlines. Hmm. I was researching. I totally forgot that there used to there was a time in our lifetimes where there were like more than four airlines. Yeah, there used to be a ton of airlines. Yeah, I mean, they're like out of out of St. Louis, there was some there's some big regional airline for the whole Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there, there there was there was TWA. TWA was and huge. Then, yeah, and then the, like TWA had swallowed up a bunch of smaller players, but yeah, there were—I mean, there were dozens and dozens. There was Pan Am wasn't... for a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't just like United and American and Southwest, and then whatever <laughs> spirit <laughs> is now. You know, whatever whatever planes held together up. by duct tape. <laughs> this is so. Today we're focusing on Eastern Airlines. Um, and they were on this flight from New York to Miami, and most of the flight was great. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's that's not my criteria for a good flight. It's what not a majority. What percentage of a flight has to be good for you to call it a successful flight? I mean, I'm I'm really I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I'm going to say 100 percent of the flight oh has God, to be a positive that's just experience. Unrealistic. You can't yeah. you can't you can't put that pressure on these pilots. Any little any little thing falls off the plane and I freak out. What about you know? just I'm one just, wing? 
planes have two wings. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's mechanically it's probably fine, but I'm gonna have a hard time with it. Okay. So. You're an engineer. You should know that it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! I know they can fly on like one engine, one wing though. Mm, that's, pretty sure that's tough. a challenge. It sounds that does tough. sound tough. I think yeah. if you have one wing, then the whole thing flips at a, to a, like a ninety degree angle, and so you're. I think it it just goes in circles till you run out of gas. I think is how it works. Like a like a barrel roll, like or a one legged like, duck. Yeah, like a, like a oh, uh, like just like in, you know, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, like you're a, like a one like a helicopter kind of coming down to land. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Nice and peaceful, the like first, a helicopter. The first helicopters were actually uh, planes where one wing fell off. <laughs> no, I mean, pe- people don't know that about history. <laughs> I mean, right. yeah. It's wild. No idea. So it's not just, I mean, a, the vast majority of this flight went very well. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say 96%. The, the, the beginning 96 or the end 96? The beginning 96. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I see yeah. where this is going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if it'd be kind of a boring story if it's like, yeah, this plane had turbulence on takeoff, and then it was totally cool all the way to Miami. And there were Not no ghosts deal. ever again. The end. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We got too drunk to take notes this week. Bye. <laughs> so they're flying to Miami. They get pretty close. They get close enough where the pilot starts to put down the landing gear. Mm. Now, I got to... There's... We're going to get into some detail here from some black box recording detail. So I got to set a scene. There were three men in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. There was a pilot. There was a first officer. And there was the mm-hmm. flight engineer. Flight engineer. And I okay. thought, yeah, I, I, I made that face too. And I said, the fuck is a flight engineer? The guy with the maps and stuff? Kind of. It turns out before airplanes were really good, there mm-hmm. was a person who would like be in charge of all the knobs. <laughs> And that was the flight engineer. <laughs> so before they had systems that would fix things on their own, there was like mm-hmm. a human person who would be like, ah, shit, this mm-hmm. pump is out. Better go down there and fix it. Like <laughs> flying midair. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible and then job. once we pro- And then once we progress past that to planes that like intentionally fly themselves into the ground, now it's like, oh, okay, maybe, uh, we, maybe we swung too far what if, in the other what direction. What if we do it so that they stay in the air mostly? So they okay, so flight engineer sounds like a fun job. Yeah, you know it's like it's it's never the same job twice. That's true. You know that's true. That's true. Every it's day exciting. is a new adventure, mm-hmm. and you're responsible for your own, uh, <laughs> you know, for for your own well being, which yeah. is exciting. Yeah, I mean it's really motivational, really. Mm-hmm. I mean I cannot I, I I struggle to think of a, a job where you are more motivated to do a good job than that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me I'm one a teacher, things- and if I fuck up, that you know it's we it's, call that Tuesday. It's only the future. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's no bad flight engineers. Is really what it sounds like to me. Like, well, no not bad for long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, just, just the, the weed ones. out is pretty, uh, pretty blunt. Yeah. So they're coming in for a landing. They put the landing gear down, uh, but there's a there's a slight problem. One mm-hmm. of the lights on the on the blinky light dashboard, which I mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the technical term, but called the uh, instrument panel. That oh, is. very good. That's good, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, you got that. That was nice. Thank you. <clears throat> they so there's one light that's supposed to light up when the uh, the locking mechanism of the front wheels has engaged. Okay, and I yep. that's that, I get that. I mean, you can tell totally. me if I'm wrong here because you're an engineer, but like if the wheels aren't locked when you hit the ground, they're probably just going to fold back up. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would assume. Yeah. Like that's what they they always fold back up in the planes. You got to make sure they don't do that. Right. Yeah. So they don't have the light that's confirming that the locking mechanism is on. Now, this doesn't mean the locking mechanism isn't working. It just Mm -hmm. means that either it's not working or the light is broken. 
Mm-hmm. So happens. You're going to want to figure out which one it is, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a 50-50 shot, but that's kind of a big 50 on the other end. That's right. So they're approaching the, 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 the tower, and they start doing mm-hmm. all these checks, right? Mm-hmm. They can't figure it out. So instead of just rolling the dice, they do. They mm-hmm. radio the tower, and the tower tells them, well, just, you know, you can circle for a while. Let us know when you're ready. Go up to 2,000 feet. You got a clear circling path. You go do that for a while, figure it out, and then land. And it'll be great. Mm-hmm. So the pilot says, A-OK, friends. And he uh, he pulls up, and he goes back up to 2,000 feet, and they start doing this. They're just going in circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just find like a one-winged airplane up there. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they do a test. Now, the, the flight engineer has a good idea. He's like, I want to do a Christmas tree test. And this was very timely because it was December 29th, and I like that. Mm-hmm. And the Christmas tree test is where they turn on, they hit, like you hit some button and it turns on every single light on the instrument panel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so they, like, like, in, like an elf. Yeah, like exactly. An elf in the yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Now, if this was like January 15th, they would have been like, hey, Jerry, <laughs> it's, we don't call it the Christmas tree test in January. It's called test, you know, 16A. Like, yeah, 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 but it's, it's the Christmas tree test. But Christmas lives on in my heart all year round. <laughs> so they do this Christmas tree test and every light on the dashboard turns on except for the locking light. Oh. So this suggests that they probably go. it's a bulb issue or a wire yeah. issue in the light. But again, NBD. you want to be sure. You want to I, I mean, I you're the one who said you need a 100% successful flight. That was true. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Okay. So I mean, the Christmas tree test gets me to like 98%, I'm thinking. But yeah, there's 2% there. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's probably cool. best to be sure. So the three men, they start fucking with the light with the bulb. <laughs> and all three of them, and it's funny. You can go and, you know, it's it's not funny because this doesn't go well. but Because <laughs> 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 this is a ghost podcast. But you can read, there's like a uh, one of the articles I linked to in the show notes. One of the sources does, uh, it basically puts in all the dialogue. They type out all the dialogue from the black box recorder. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's just like these three fucking doofuses. Like, the fuck is wrong with this light? What is wrong with this light? Who's coming down your stairs? What's happening? There's a ghost oh, behind that, you. Patrick, there's a that, ghost. That's a, that's, that's a ghost in a Spanish teacher sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. and a fucking cat. Oh, my God. God. Cat. What is it? Salem? Yeah. It's a ghost. Yeah. Let's let everybody come on down here. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm, I, I guess I'm a little confused. So they invented... The black box before they invented light bulbs, you could more easily test. Like this is mm-hmm. this is an interesting, interesting development here. When was the black box invented? The black box was invented. Guess guess what year they invented the black box? Nineteen sixty four. No, earlier. Ooh, nineteen fifty four. Nineteen fifty three. Oh, see, that was really close. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, I wonder Although, how advanced the lights could have been if they had spent all that time working on those instead. I mean, in 1953, it's probably the flight engineer, like, with a sketch pad, just, like, writing everything <laughs> down. Like, just total stenography. There's, like a, there's a stenographer in the back yeah. seat. Um, okay, so so they're, so they're all arguing, and they're like, what is going on? And uh, they're fucking with the light, and no one can figure it out. And they're trying to like pull the light bulb out to see if it's mm. broken and they can replace it. But no one can get the bulb out because it's really slippery and it's small and it's really jammed in there. Mm-hmm. And so they're all, everyone's trying it. No one can get it out. Meanwhile, the plane's just like circling and circling. Mm-hmm. And you got to imagine the people in the back are like, what is happening <laughs> on this flight? <laughs> they can see the airport. 
Yeah. Maybe if there's anybody on the plane right now with really tiny fingers, <laughs> please come to the cockpit. So as they're fucking with this thing, the pilot puts the plane on autopilot. And it was great because they had a brand, uh, the autopilot system itself was brand new. It was a new style of autopilot, like very advanced. Mm-hmm. So what's love trying to trying to new features on planes. That's love like it. the most fun thing in the world. Mm, something <laughs> brand new. Let's press that button. This is the first time we've ever done this. <laughs> so he turns on autopilot, and so it's just cruising. So now they all three, since it's on autopilot, they can really dig into this light issue, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they do. So you got the captain, and the first officer, and the flight engineer, and they cannot get this light out of the dashboard. And they're all like mm-hmm. yelling at each other. <laughs> and they're like, well, if I had pliers, we could put a Kleenex around it and maybe soften it a little bit so we can pull it out without breaking it. It's mm-hmm. really just a, it's a, it could be a stage play. It's really great, really great stuff. <laughs> um, but this goes on forever. It's like the three fucking stooges in the cockpit. Yeah. So finally the pilot gets pissed. <laughs> and he's like, someone just go down in the hole and see if the fucking landing gear is down. And this is an interesting it- design flaw i think of airplanes that you can't see the important parts of an airplane from inside the airplane from inside the airplane from the cockpit like if you're in a cockpit oh yeah you can't I see mean, the engine you can't see the wheels you can't see the wings <laughs> you can't see anything right yeah well i mean it's yeah when, but when you're the pilot again your, your job is really everything in front of you you're not flying into a mountain you know Hitting the runway on the first try. Sure, you know, I see the stink. I see the importance yeah. of that. Definitely keeping the plane pointed towards the sky all the time. <laughs> I mean, all the all the important yeah. things that the pilot does. So I guess can't that's be distracted really with like wings and engines and like the wheels. Well, at least the flight engineer should have like his own bubble. It's like one of those one of those like eighties board games where you like push the bubble and the dice pops. Mm-hmm. You know, he should have mm-hmm. those on top yep. of the plane so he can just see everything. Mm-hmm. He can swivel yep. around. He's like a bar stool chair. Mm-hmm. And he can just see the wings. He can see the engines. Mm-hmm. He can see everything. Or maybe they should put like a panel in the cockpit that shows you the status of all the things that you need to see. Would that be interesting? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not it. I think what we're learning here is that panels are fallible mm-hmm. and they, yep. uh, they're they really figuring out. Yeah. Bubble on top of the plane, not fallible. It's not fallible. You can always go up there. Mm-hmm. Always. So the pilot is really angry <laughs> and he tells the, the, the flight engineer. I'm this, tired of listening to the bubble ideas. Just go down there. <laughs> I told you guys, if we built the up there i could just be hanging out there and it would be fine how would you see the landing gear frank we would put a oh. bubble on the bottom stupid two bu- okay two bubbles one on top one on bottom with the two between them i could go between them like a hamster problem solved <laughs> so they don't have any bubbles and so the shame. pilot's like just get down the fucking hole and see if the landing mm-hmm. gear just go look at the landing gear mm-hmm. and so there's a hatch <clears> on the bottom of the on the floor of the cockpit that you technically can pull up, and technically speaking, if you were a person who's not my size, but maybe a small person, like your mm-hmm. size, you could you could probably fit down there. Yeah, yeah. So it, so again, you know, polling the passengers who is small enough to crawl <laughs> down into a tiny hole in the cockpit and take a gander at the landing gear. Who and is no? We do we between, do not have the bubble on this plane. <laughs> who is between the ages of four and twelve? Raise your hand with a really good memory of how landing gear looks. <laughs> So the engineer goes down in this little hole and he's trying to like see and you technically could see kind of the landing gear. So he goes down and he's going to try to like squirrel around down there and look at the landing gear and see if the uh, the lock is engaged. Yeah. And I'm imagining he has like one of those old like oil burning lamps that he's like trying to push right. up close to everything. <laughs> he and- did say I didn't write this down, but there was he did say he he tried the small lamp 
or something. I don't the, the something lamp or the something light. I don't know. It it felt very like I lit a match. <laughs> I couldn't see anything. <laughs> um, we'll get to that. So he's down there and he can't find it. He's he's just rooting around through the dark. <laughs> it's very dark down there. <laughs> so as he but as he maneuvers down into the space, there's not much space in the cockpit. So everyone's like kind of shuffling around to give him space, and the pilot right. doesn't realize that he bumps the steering column. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something interesting about the new autopilot system that they have installed <laughs> on this plane. Is it like cruise control, where if like you do anything, it just kicks itself off? Correct. There is a there's it's there's some sort of like there's some level number of degrees for the steering column. If you incline or decline that by a certain number of degrees, it says, "Oh, you're flying again." Autopilot off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you clearly didn't just sit on the on, on the yoke <laughs> right. here. You're a professional. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't just yelling at somebody about a Christmas tree <laughs> test and a bubble on top of the plane. So he bumps it and it goes past the threshold and mm-hmm. autopilot turns off. Mm-hmm. No one notices. <laughs> I mean, they're they're flying through the air. Like, who, is someone going to honk at them? You yeah, know, exactly. Like I, mean, I, blinker you know, I, I have a lot of sympathy for these, for these idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard to tell. It's definitely one of these, like, if I woke up from Quantum Leap flying a plane, this is probably about the situation I would be in at this yeah. point. <laughs> uh, you see they're they're redoing Quantum Leap? It's back. No. It's back. Really? Not with, uh, what's oh, his boy. name? But, uh, you know, he's he's got me. So what was his, what's that actor's name? Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Mizzou's own, Mizzou's own Scott Bakula. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we have a really close personal tie <laughs> to mm-hmm. Scott Bakula. Uh, obviously, it's not him. But, uh, yeah, the show's back. And I'm, I'm... I'm anxiously excited. I'm apprehensive. That's, yeah, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm. I'm more in the second camp. I would say just apprehensive. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Anyway, so these three pilots get quantum leaped into this cockpit, and they have no <laughs> idea what's happening. Wait, you got quantum leaped in here too? So did I. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So it's out of autopilot, and the plane starts very slowly going down, losing altitude. Yeah, I mean, it's... No one notices. Yeah. I mean, okay. there's probably like one of those little like spinny gauges on the instrument panel that's like slowly going down. But there, It's interesting. That's called an altimeter, and we're going to learn more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> the, the altimeter is not their friend at the end of the story, it sounds like. So they're obsessed with this stupid light, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they keep trying to pull it out. They like, have all these different ideas on how to pull this light out and check the fuse and things. And none of them are working. The light will not budge. And they're just arguing. Meanwhile, the plane, the plane is slowly going down. The engineer is still under the plane. He can't see anything. <laughs> he pick, pokes his head up and he's like, I can't fucking see a thing down here. I tried the little light and I cannot tell mm-hmm. if the landing gear is locked or not. Yeah. Although I can see the license plate on some cars down here, which is troubling <laughs> to me because we're supposed to be at 2,000 feet. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like the pilots yelling at the engineer like get fucking get out there and go go put your I don't care what it takes go put your head down there and see if it's there yeah. and they're yelling and the engineer's mad cuz he's mm-hmm. working really hard in this coffin basically that is, yeah. and the uh, and the first officer is just happy to be there <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> so this goes on for a while and the drop is gradual so they don't notice but eventually they drop uh, so they're supposed to be flying at 2000 feet Mm-hmm. They drop, uh, by the time they drop 250 feet below that, mm-hmm. a chime goes off in the, war- mm-hmm. the but next to the uh, flight engineer's uh, seat. Because, you know, planes have a lot of fail-safes and redundancies and oh, yeah, yeah. alerts and yeah. things. They take it pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except the flight engineer is not in his seat. 
<laughs> and so he doesn't hear it and no one hears it because they're all yeah. yelling about the light. Yeah. No hey, one hears Mike, it. Mike, your, your stupid chair is buzzing again. Oh, just ignore it. <laughs> Turn it your fucking phone off, Mike. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so, meanwhile, on the ground, like the good news is they have a, they have a control tower still with other professionals mm-hmm. who are not <laughs> dicking around with this light that won't come out, right? <laughs> So people who are uh, who are watching uh, this guy, except there's a problem there as well, which is while all this is going on, there just happens to be a second plane making an approach to Miami International Airport that also is having a landing gear issue. Hmm. Now, the pilot of that plane has decided, I can make it. I'm coming in. Okay, so he, 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 he rolls the dice. He, he rolls 50, the dice. 50, you know what? Yes. Worst thing that happens, I'm in the front of the plane, I get off first. So. <laughs> right, exactly. That's exactly it. So the tower is freaking out because he's coming in, and so they're like scrambling fire trucks and ambulances because they're pretty mm-hmm. sure there's going to be a horrific crash. Mm-hmm. And they're freaking out. Meanwhile, the other plane having this issue is doing circles, so they're fine. So no one's <laughs> watching the screen. Crawling around like <laughs> hamsters inside of the plane and screaming at each other. That's and, right. Yeah, sure. So no one's watching this plane. They're all watching the other plane that they think is going to crash onto the runway any second. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's going on. So no one, no, literally no one in this scenario notices that this plane is dropping like a fucking stone out of the sky. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the other plane does land and its landing gear was successful and it was a successful landing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everyone was fine. So uh, everyone in the tower is just like sweating buckets. Like they all, I imagine they all look like that, the pilot in the movie airplane, <laughs> just <Yeah>. like streaming <laughs> on the face. Um, but the problem, but the problem with the fifty-fifty shot is the other fifty is still flying around up in the air right now. Right. And, <laughs> um, and so they, but you know, one one emergency at a time. So the first problematic plane comes in, and everyone is like. Whew, thank God. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. turning out great. Mm-hmm. And so then they turn their attention back to Flight 401. Yeah. Oh, you're still dying in the air. Oh, I'm so sorry. They see that it's only now at 900 feet. <laughs> like they literally see it at that point, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Again, it's supposed to be at 2,000 feet, and it's at uh, 900 yeah. and, uh, and going down. <laughs> and... um so they radio the plane because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're concerned. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they ask if they're okay. Like, everything all right up there? Mm-hmm. And the pilot, again, totally oblivious to what's happening with the plane, <laughs> so is like, he basically says, yeah, we're fine. And you know what? Fuck it. We're just coming in. Like, he's had enough. Now he's going to roll yeah. the dice, too. He's pretty sure that it's just a light issue. Yeah. That we're coming in. Sure. Okay. So Tower's like, all right, you, you're mm-hmm. the one trained to fly a plane. I assume mm-hmm. you know what you're talking about. <laughs> we Thumbs got fire trucks out already. We'll just bring them right back out. Yep. NBD. So they turn around. They point toward the runway. And finally, for the first time in, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes, the first officer looks at the altimeter. <laughs> and he says, hey, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so funny because he said he I I didn't I didn't this isn't word for word this is paraphrasing but this is this is how it goes he said he he said hey what that's strange it says we're almost at zero and the pilot says 
what? And then, oh, I did copy. This is this is word for word. Pilot says, what? First officer says, we're still at 2,000, right? Now, <laughs> again, the altimeter says they're almost at zero. Yeah. yeah. So among the things you cannot see from the cockpit, I guess, yeah. is the ground when it's right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> so the first officer literally says, we're still at 2,000, right? And the pilot looks at the altimeter Mm-hmm. And it's getting very close to zero. Right. And he says, and again, this is a direct quote. Hey, what's happening here? <laughs> and as soon as he says that, the plane slams into the Everglades at 230 miles an hour. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have, uh, you have some thoughts? No, I mean, I'm I'm thinking again. Probably doesn't turn out so well for anybody. I I don't think the captain got to the ejection seat button fast enough <laughs> in this case. Now, if the engineer had been in a bubble instead mm-hmm. of under the fucking plane, yeah. <laughs> his chances would have improved greatly. <laughs> no, so they, I mean, they they hit it hard and fast, mm-hmm. and they're actually so there are maps you can see. They've mapped out um, like the 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 path of the plane but also the um the altitude and it's like mm-hmm. it's pretty even for a lot of it and then you start losing mm-hmm. altitude and it's gradual gradual and suddenly like di- like it's a nosedive oh uh, like yeah like somebody clearly right like sits on the steering yoke yeah because he's like hey time to land let's start going down but they were already so far down it's bad <laughs> <laughs> it's bad so the plane is pretty wrecked yeah, I'm. Yeah, there's. I, I, I'd imagine you're not really going to get a whole lot out of that plane at that point. It's pretty yeah. much the black box, some of the peanuts, and that's about it. You're actually going to be surprised by what you can get out of this plane. <laughs> <laughs> so the plane crashes. It is mostly destroyed, um, but 75 people survived this crash. No, which is a. St- Astounding. I just like, it's amazing. I, I, I like, can you imagine being a passenger on this plane and just thinking, why have we been doing donuts for an hour? <laughs> Did we lose a while? Yeah, while slowly getting closer and closer and closer to the ground. This clearly isn't like an approach pattern. This is <laughs> like, is everyone like drunk on ether up in the, the cockpit <laughs> or something like that? And then, and then as soon as it straightens out, they nosedive straight into the like, Well, what the fuck was that exactly? <laughs> Oy. Um, the bad news is 101 people died. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. it's amazing that anyone walked away, much less 75 people. Mm-hmm. I don't, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know yeah. if any of them walked away, but, you yeah. know, they eventually got there. But 101 people uh, died. Um, and at the time, this was the, the, the largest death toll on any single U.S. flight. In history. Um, included in the, the dead, the the lost souls. <laughs> they call it, they call it souls on plane, which I think is strange. It's you know they you know they have like a spe- they have a special term for well, people they, that I die mean, in plane Souls crash? isn't like a special like it's not a, like a it's not like an air term. Like so mm-hmm. you know, you know what a soul is. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like you know, bubble or altimeter or right. Like <laughs> right. But they call yeah, it's like a whole thing. Like they call people on board souls. So they don't say we have, we don't, we have, I don't know if they do this anymore, but I know it was a big thing for a long time where they would be like, Oh, mm-hmm. we have 200. They wouldn't say we have 200 passengers on board or 200 people. They would say we have 200 souls on board. And I think, 
I read up on this once. I think it was like an attempt to just like remind the pilot that these were not just like numbers. They're actual mm. soul people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but even like reading in the articles, it was like 101 souls were lost. Hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. If you believe in that kind of thing. That's <laughs> souls. Yeah. Also, what if there was a dog on there? They count that? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Dogs have I mean, souls. They yeah. They all go to heaven. They I've all go that. to heaven, as has been established in canon. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so among the among the, the, the lives lost, um, unsurprisingly, I think, uh, the flight engineer, he did not survive. Yeah, he, he kind of he, he probably was, bore the brunt of it. He was he was probably yeah he he, he was probably seeing a whole bunch of like pythons and boa constrictors and crocodiles <laughs> and stuff, and was like, well, this doesn't this seem right at two thousand feet at all. Yeah, it's like if you strapped someone to the front of a Viking ship and then plowed that ship into a cliff, mm-hmm. he's the at, person on the front of the ship at two hundred and thirty miles. <laughs> right. Uh, his name was Donald Repo. Um. And among and also the the uh, the captain died, and his name ironically <laughs> was Bob Loft. <clears throat> what a perfect name for a pilot! Until it is Until an ironic not. name for a pilot. Correct. So Bob Loft and Donald Repo um, are no longer with us. Mm-hmm. So this is a horrible thing. Sure. Clearly. The first officer, though? The first officer, he made it? Well, or? I think he did not. I don't know. I, no one talks okay. about him after. Actually, yeah. one, this one article probably did, but I started skimming yeah. at this point because yeah. this Maybe is where likes- we cross into ghost territory, and this article in particular was not interested in ghosts, so <laughs> I didn't read more from that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe the first officer just like slipped off in the Everglades and just like never, <laughs> like never came back. And he became like, a, gator, you know a gator person. This is, this is finally my chance to become the gator person I always wanted to be. <laughs> so this is horrible. Um, I mean, extraordinary tragedy. But sure. Eastern Airlines, even though they're dealing with something really horrific, they're also not one to let a good plane go to waste. <laughs> Because they're they're nothing if not thrifty. Mm -hmm. And they look at the plane and they think, I mean, this thing is wrecked to shit. Mm -hmm. But some of these pieces are still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like this light in the dash is no good. But everything else seems (laughs) like. (laughs) So they start salvaging pieces of the plane Mm -hmm. that are still in pretty good shape, including the galley, which uh, I learned is a kitchen. Yeah, I always I always assumed it was, but now I know for sure because I, I Googled it. <laughs> Sometimes you see that little nudge, you know, to, <laughs> to actually put it in the Google. <laughs> um, and then, like, just other random, like, pieces of equipment. They're like, well, this, this, this still works, and this mm-hmm. is going to cost us $30 if we had to buy a new one, mm-hmm. so let's mm-hmm. just take this. And they yeah, started yeah. taking the pieces of this plane and putting them into other planes that needed new pieces. Like, this already sounds like a really bad idea. Yes. (laughs) That is correct. Yeah. Like, why is there a little, like, smear of blood on this new phone they gave us? I don't know. No no business of mine. (laughs) So, a few months after the crash, there are, I don't know how many, probably at least a dozen planes in the air with pieces of this wrecked plane. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's when the trouble starts. <laughs> so, 
a few months after the crash, there is a is a flight where on Eastern Airlines, where one of the flight attendants goes up to the cockpit before the before or during the flight before they're landing or anything, and she asks the captain, "Hey, can you come check on one of our passengers in first class?" And he's like, "Well, why do you want me to check on him?" Yeah, I'm busy turning on the autopilot. <laughs> I'm trying Stupid. to keep us alive. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she said, well, the passenger, he's dazed and he's really unresponsive. He's not like, he's really out of it. He will not respond yeah. to us. And also he's wearing a captain's uniform. <laughs> so we think you can talk to him on a one-to-one level. <laughs> that's a li- I mean, that's a little creepy, you know, like mm-hmm. a guy gets on the plane in a captain's uniform. It's like, I'll just sit here in the front seat just in case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So the captain is uh, is appropriately unnerved by that. Mm-hmm. And he goes to check, and uh, this is a captain who had known the Bob Loft. The uh, oh, okay, he yep. had known him, and he goes back and he sees this man sitting in first class. It's Bob Loft. Oh, just a reminder: Bob is dead. Right. Yeah. Um. So the captain of the 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 alive captain <laughs> is mm-hmm. is stunned by this and doesn't know what to do or what to say. the The ghost of Bob Loft looks up at him, and he stands up and he staggers away through the wall of the airplane, as they are twenty thousand feet in the air, and he's just gone, like through through the tube, mm-hmm. like right out into through the, the into the. Oof. Yep. So that was that was unusual. <laughs> <laughs> so who so who all sees this at this point? Like the flight attendants or so there's a flight we, attendant, there's a captain, and there's mm-hmm. uh, people in first class, right? But that's it. Which yeah. is a, a, we're going to talk about documentation of this. Okay, and it's it's there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, if you're the flight attendant, do you do you upgrade somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. This is weird, but yeah, we I know you have a lot of freak. Know. Yeah, yeah, you have a lot of frequent flyer miles. I noticed, and um, I mean, I you're in economy plus. Like, this, would you like? It doesn't normally happen at this stage in the flight, yeah. but we do just now have an open seat. Would you? <laughs> do you? Would you like that? <laughs> um. Okay. So, so that happens. That's that's one. Not long after that, the vice president of Eastern Airlines himself boards his flight from New York, and um, he gets on the plane, and the pilot's there, and they're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, they chat for a bit. Then he he turns and walks to his seat. As he walks down the aisle of the plane, he bumps into the actual pilot for the actual plane, and he's confused, so he turns back mm-hmm. around, and the pilot he'd just been speaking to has vanished. Now he described oh what goodness. he looked like to the actual pilot, and the pilot it said, Bob Loft. "Holy fuck, that's Bob Loft." <laughs> and this is the vice president of Eastern <laughs> Airlines, so he's on record. Um, a few weeks after that, a flight attendant on a flight from New York to Miami, same route mm-hmm. that the mm-hmm. 401 went down on, she opened up an overhead bin to put uh, get, to like shove another bag in there. Mm-hmm. She and opens Bob up Loft the bin, out. and Bob Loft <laughs> fucking fell out. <laughs> <laughs> Now that those pins are not big enough to hold old Bob Loft. Are they? Wow. He's not Paul Bunyan. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but he doesn't I, fall I, out, I, but she opens it and he's up there staring down at her. He's in the bin. <laughs> And she wow. loses her shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> As you clearly. would yeah, imagine. Yeah. Um, she goes absolutely crazy. Uh, slams the thing shut. And mm-hmm. then another flight attendant like comes over and is like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, she explains it to her. They open it up and he's not there. Right. Yeah. yeah of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> boy. I mean, the, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I Bob Loft being the one haunting everybody surprises me a little bit because he seems sort of like the dipshit in this scenario you know <laughs> who, i mean he's the one if you had to pick someone to haunt everyone in this who would you pick clearly mike the flight engineer or whatever the fuck his name was i think i called him mike don repo yeah yeah i'm sorry don yeah don repo the flight engineer he's clearly the one in, in like in like that's a good place to haunt from like in the bowels of the plane it like is, that is peeking your head up and whatnot uh, yeah that is good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining I'm imagining Bob Loft is like an Ernest Borgnine type character, you know, just kind of <laughs> constantly overwhelmed, making you know, red face, taking that big grimace face all the time. Yeah, like oh, I don't know what to do about this. You know, the Christmas tree <laughs> test didn't pass. Grabbing his hat and just slapping it on his knee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay. I, I mean, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um. All right. Well. Okay. So. Our ghost is Bob. I don't. I don't. I don't tell you about that. <laughs> I don't make the ghost here. Okay, it's the podcast. <laughs> I can just bend this story to your will. It's just. It's this is a history podcast, and so I, I'm sticking to the books. Um. So all these things are happening. Like. Um. Oh, and then one day there was a pilot doing all his pre-flight checks. A real. A real human. A live pilot mm-hmm. doing his pre-flight flight checks on his plane. Um. And he goes down to like the ground crew is there, and they told him like. Oh, the other pilot already did the checks. You're clear for takeoff already. We already cleared you. But, of course, there was no other pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, again, described the pilot they talked to. Mm-hmm. It was Bob Loft. Now, the real pilot was so freaked out, he canceled the flight. And all these people <laughs> had to get rebooked. Um, so every time your flight gets canceled, it's possible that it's because the pilot has seen a ghost. <laughs> it's not impossible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so a lot of Bob Loft sightings, but here's the thing. It wasn't just Bob Loft. Oh. Crew members started seeing Don Repo as well. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I'm, Look I'm, at you. I'm not surprised in the least. <laughs> Don Repo had a lot of unfinished business on that flight. Boy, he sure did. Probably more than any of them. <laughs> That's right. The first, uh, I think I, the timeline gets a little hard to follow, but I think the first, uh, the first sighting of Don Repo they had, and I'm just going to read this as it's explained to me. <laughs> One flight attendant saw his face in the galley on, on the airplane uh, on the oven door. Now, what hey. that means, what that would look like, mm-hmm. your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> they have like an actual oven on there? They have an, well, like I think it's like a small, like, it's probably like a microwave. Like a microwave. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned cooking like a, like an it's like a turkey dinner. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she sees his face on the door. She calls over two other flight attendants and they come over and they all see it. Mm-hmm. And this is all documented. And we'll, again, we'll talk about that more later, yeah. but all three of these people are like, we, this is what we saw. Yeah. Well, and, and like stuff that happens on planes, they don't fuck around. I mean, they actually, you, if, if bullshit happens on a plane, you write yeah. it down. You that gets it written. Yeah. There are logs yeah. for this sort of thing. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so Don, his face is there and it, it's an animated face. He, so he speaks to them mm-hmm. and he tells them, watch out for fire on this plane. 
and he disappears. I mean, he was the engineer. He would know. He would know. And interestingly enough, the plane lands at its destination, you know, turns around, mm -hmm. takes off, goes back. On the return flight, the engine failed, and it had to be shut down. And if they hadn't shut it down, it would have caught fire. Okay. Hmm. Now, mind you, these are 1970s planes. Like, every third plane catches fire. So I don't really know. <laughs> the like, odds are pretty yeah. good that he's going to be right. That's true. <laughs> but, again, Don Repo is the one playing the odds here. He's like, you know what? I don't know exactly. I'm not one of those kind of ghosts, but I am here to creep you out. So. <laughs> um, okay. So then on another flight, a flight attendant uh, saw a flight engineer fixing the oven in their galley. And, again, remember the oven. The what galley the oven exactly. Well, yeah. the galley has been repurposed. The galley was in good shape. Uh, so this okay. is the plane where okay. the galley is now from that plane is on this plane. Okay. Um, so he's fixing the oven. <laughs> I don't know. I Don loved ovens. I don't know. What to tell yeah. You. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she saw him fixing the oven. He, you know, he was kind of like turned to his back to her a little bit. So mm -hmm. She didn't really, you know, whatever. Later, the flight attendant goes up to the flight engineer, the actual flight engineer on the plane, mm -hmm. and is like, "Hey, is everything good with the oven?" And he was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, so you fixed it? He's like, "I, no, it's fine. The oven's fine. It's been fine. I haven't touched yeah. the oven. Wait, so I'm sorry. So uh, hold on. the flight engineer is responsible not just for all, like, <laughs> the control surfaces, you know, the ailerons and yeah, the he's, flaps and all that kind of stuff. mechanical. He's also, <laughs> he's also <laughs> responsible for the goddamn microwave in Correct. the galley. This is this is the worst job you can possibly have. I this. it's real bad. It's real bad. Uh, yeah, like, and there's um I don't know I don't want to tell you this. The toilet is clogged <laughs> in the bathroom. So I saw a plunger yeah. there, but I just I don't. I mean, you have a yeah. union. I don't want to like step on their toes. Yeah, so, I think that's so I'm gonna need you to. Thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. <laughs> um, and then she was like, "Hey, wait a minute." You're not the man. You're not the engineer I saw in there. Because <laughs> the engineer she saw in there was Don. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. On a different flight, one day a few crew members were in the cockpit with the captain, prepping for the flight. Mm -hmm. um, just you know, talking about what it's going to be like to be up in that air. Mm -hmm. um, suddenly, they all turn around, and the there's a seat in the back of the cockpit that had been empty, but now Don was just sitting in one of the in the chair. Taking um, load off. Yeah, just hanging out. And he warned them, warned them of a faulty electrical circuit on the plane. Hmm. They did an inspection of the plane, and they actually found a faulty electrical circuit. Uh, and had they not found it, the plane almost certainly would have had some serious problems in the air. They Fair replaced enough. it, and the plane was fine. Okay. okay. Pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, Don seems like he's a lot better flight engineer, you know, now <laughs> post-mortem <laughs> than, than he maybe was <laughs> well it's not as well he just couldn't see it he just couldn't see down there there's yeah. no light I couldn't see it and my fingers were too big to get that goddamn little light bulb out and of the slippery dash. yeah his fingers yeah, were slippery exactly. mm -hmm. uh okay what else we got here so one uh one one plane the pilot was in the cockpit one day getting ready for his flight he heard loud knocks from you're gonna love this from under the floor. <laughs> there we go. See, uh, I'm telling you, yeah, John is finally taking advantage of his perspective here. Yes. He opens a trap door and sees Don staring up at him. Oh, fuck. Can you imagine? <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Horrifying. So Don is staring up at him. The pilot mm -hmm. screams and then mm -hmm. Don vanishes. So the pilot is like, what the fuck? Yeah. He climbs down in this little hole. 
And he's looking around. Oh, oh. he climbs down now, in the hole. That's not a move I would do. Is, I would set the plane on like fire. Is he like Sigourney Weaver in Aliens or something like <laughs> yeah, that? This gets is into not... this giant mecha warrior and climbs yeah. down into the hole. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's I, I, I would, I would. This this plane would not exist after this. If it were me, I would find a way to would, destroy it. Yeah, I would set the autopilot to fly into mountain, and then I would just jump out <laughs> of the right. last second. <laughs> Um, but he goes down, he's looking around, and he finds down there a mechanical issue that could have caused mm-hmm. serious problems on the flight. And he fixes it. Flight is fine. Guardian angel. A little guardian angel. These are helpful ghosts. Well, yeah. Don is helpful. I, Bob, yeah. Bob, seems, Bob a little less so. Yeah, I mean, Bob is like taking over the pre-flight checks, you know, quote mm-hmm. unquote. I mean, Bob clearly is. trust that. Yeah, yeah. He's also it's jumping just, out of overhead bins, which is yeah. just yeah. horrifying. <laughs> So I guess it, it, at the end of this, you know, even though I thought you know Bob was an unlikely ghost candidate, at the end of this, their behavior kind of does you know follow them into the afterlife. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So this is going on. So and there were just there were tons of sightings. I couldn't include them all because it it's just going to get repetitive. Like here's a story of a ghost. Yeah. Here's a story of a mm-hmm. ghost. You know, so there are so many um, because all these flight attendants, all these pilots, they would all log this stuff because mm-hmm. that's what you do. There were so many logs of ghost sightings on Eastern Airlines flights that Eastern Airlines had to put out a company-wide order that people needed to stop entering ghost sightings in the logs. <laughs> we, we regret putting a checkbox on the form for ghost sightings. Did you Please see ghosts, stop yes or using no? it? Yeah. Um. There were so many, and they and they so I sent this order, and they threatened dismissal if anyone continued to to speak about ghosts. Okay. I'm stunned this airline is not around today. Like, that kind <laughs> That's of weird, right? responsible reporting. <laughs> um, now, eventually, the planes with all the salvage parts of flights 401 were all retired, and some of them or crashed. Or <laughs> right. Um, there is some. I couldn't. I couldn't substantiate this, so I, don't, I I'm not backing this claim per se. All the other ones, hundred percent. But this one, mm-hmm. um, there was a, a couple claims that even though the company was like, "This is not a thing, hauntings aren't real," blah blah blah, they mm-hmm. did um, replace all the replacement parts. <laughs> I don't. That feels. I don't know. Yeah, but, and burn them with a priest present. But it wasn't a big deal. It was well, like all FAA one approved. of the stories I did, I left out was there was a, a pilot who took it upon himself to bring a priest onto a plane and exercise the plane because he kept seeing ghosts on it. <laughs> I mean, really, if, if if you want to get technical, you would just take the priest and just put him in first class and be like, you know what? You want to down this plane? You do it with a priest on it, you motherfucker. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there is there, yeah there's there no more confident feeling than getting onto a plane sitting next to a priest and being like oh, oh thank god Good. it's Woo. best though in in ghost scenarios it's best if you have if you have two seats up there one is for an old priest and one is for a young priest uh, <laughs> the flight takes off and the old priest jumps out the window and you're like oh, oh shit no that's ah, okay <laughs> uh, well who wants pea soup <laughs> Um, okay, so so eventually the, the planes are all replaced. Mm-hmm. When the planes are replaced, the ghost stories stop. There you go. People stop seeing ghosts on these flights. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Eastern Airlines, of course, denies there were ever any ghosts. They say this is nonsense, so stupid. Mm -hmm. Even though the yeah. vice president did at one point say he saw this ghost, he retracted mm -hmm. that and said, actually, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> but there are so... Have you seen what that's doing to stock prices? <laughs> of course I didn't see that. <laughs> and there are so many sightings in the logs. And in 1973, um, there's, a, there's an organization called the Flight Safety Foundation. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if they exist still or not, but yeah, it's like, you know, real organization. Um, they saw so many complaints about this in official logs that they wrote an article about it in their publication about um, all the ghosts that were being seen on these planes. Huh. And, and <laughs> now enters a new character, Jay Repo. J Repo. J Repo. He's one of Don's children. Oh, okay. Okay. He was a teenager when Don died in the plane crash. Mm -hmm. And they asked him, what do you think of all this? You know, your dad showing up and yep. being really helpful on these planes. <laughs> and he said that actually for the next several years after the crash, his father would appear to the family. Hmm. And uh, one of Jay's favorite stories that he cherished the most was that on his wedding day, he and his new wife, they booked a hotel room. It was last minute. No one knew where they were going to be. Um, mm -hmm. They booked a hotel room and they walk into the room and Jay opened the closet to start hanging clothes in there. And on the floor in the closet was a pair of Eastern Airlines plastic pilot wings, which is oh. the little gift that his dad would always bring him. That's so go, nice. I'd go on long trips. Oh, I was afraid it was going to be something like, Ahead, yeah, we walked in the hotel room, <laughs> and my dad said, "There's an electrical fire that's going to happen in a few minutes." And, oh, well, get out. out of this hotel! Yeah, the toilet's oh, going to clog. <laughs> you don't have the an engineer here to fix it. Get out. The micro, the microwave doesn't work in this hotel room, Dad. It's fine. It's fine. I don't need the microwave. I'm on my honeymoon. It's okay. <laughs> the mini fridge is not quite cold enough, Dad. It's seriously, Dad, it's fine. Can you just? Okay. I mean, we don't care about those things right now. It's 1980. <laughs> Once all the uh, the pieces of Flight 401 were removed from other planes, it was um, that's it. Don and uh, Bob were never seen again, and as far as we know, they are hopefully happily at rest. Although probably they are haunting some scrapyard somewhere, and that sucks. <laughs> uh, I want to note this story was uh, brought to my attention from uh, Jordan Qualabam, who uh, also recommended the Union Screaming House. So Jordan is just killing it with, uh, with great stories. <laughs> Jordan is leading with two at the moment. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and if you have a good story for us that you would like us to investigate and take seriously, then you just let us know. I don't know. I don't know the best way to do that, but figure it out. It it would probably be probably easiest way would probably be to leave a five star review and then mention what you want us to review God, in the review. That's good. That's very good. Yeah, that yeah. you know what? That is the, the easiest way. Actually, it's, all, way it's also the only way. Now that I think yeah. about it, it's the only way. Yeah, because so I, I can't yeah, I can't have email anymore due to the court order. So like <laughs> <laughs> that I filed and finally was successful. Thank you, American justice system. Uh <laughs> yeah, go and leave us a five-star review wherever you download your podcast and then make a comment about uh, which uh, ghost you would like us to check out. And by gum, we might do it. We probably will because this is 
every week. <laughs> so it's, we need this many ghosts as we can get. <laughs>